Convenient, coordinated, high quality healthcare. That's our focus. Keeping you up to date and informed. It's SMG Radio, brought to you by Summit Medical Group. Here's Melanie Cole. Rheumatoid arthritis can be one of the most disabling types of arthritis. As an autoimmune disease that affects more than 1.3 million Americans every year, rheumatoid arthritis, or RA, can affect a person's joints and many other parts of their bodies in different ways. My guest today is Dr. Lauren Kenish. She's a Summit Medical Group rheumatologist. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kenish. Tell us a little bit about rheumatoid arthritis. What is it, and what symptoms might a person have that would send them to the doctor? Sure. So rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. So that is when your immune system, which is normally there to fight infections, instead gets an incorrect signal and can attack your own body's cells, in this case causing pain and inflammation in the joints. So this is a type of inflammatory arthritis. It's a chronic condition, and it's also systemic, which means it can affect the whole body and potentially causing lifelong symptoms. This is opposed to osteoarthritis, which is the more common type of arthritis that most people think of, which more affects older adults and is from wear and tear in the joints. Um, So with rheumatoid arthritis, it's actually a younger person's arthritis. It normally presents around age 30 to 60, um, and it's more common in women. So people with rheumatoid arthritis present with pain, swelling, and stiffness, especially in the morning, and, and their pain is worse in the morning in the joints, and it affects the smaller joints of the body, such as the knuckles and the hands, the wrists, the feet, elbows and ankles, and it's symmetric on both sides. So people have a lot of trouble getting out of bed in the morning, have trouble doing things with their hands like buttoning, Um, but it's very variable. It can be very mild, it can be very severe, and the symptoms can be very intermittent or come in flares or waves. Um, So sometimes you might feel better, sometimes you might feel worse, and if left untreated, it can really cause a lot of disability. So this is, of course, what we want to prevent and what we can with modern treatment. And Dr. Kenish, aside from the normal aches and pains that we all suffer every day, how do you diagnose somebody as having rheumatoid arthritis? Right, so it's it's hard can be hard to diagnose rheumatoid arthritis. There's not one single test to make the diagnosis. So mainly it's based on the types of symptoms that the person has and what joints are affected with pain and especially swelling in the joints. A common symptom is stiffness in the morning, greater than an hour usually. And on exam, the doctor can see red, hot, or swollen joints that are difficult to move. And um, we can do some blood tests to help with the diagnosis. This can be helpful in combination with these types of symptoms. We look for markers of an overactive immune system that can show particular antibodies that are associated with rheumatoid arthritis and markers of inflammation. And sometimes imaging studies can be helpful as well, like x-rays, MRIs, or ultrasounds. And then we try to differentiate rheumatoid arthritis, which has these certain characteristics from other types of arthritis, such as osteoarthritis, as I mentioned. Then what's the first line of defense? What do you do when someone, when you diagnose somebody with RA and you say, okay, this is different than osteoarthritis, we're going to treat it now this way? What's your first line of defense? So initially for quick relief, anti-inflammatories can be helpful for symptoms. So uh, NSAIDs or things like ibuprofen, or um, steroids or prednisone. This can be very helpful just to control the initial symptoms, but it's not a good long-term relief because it really just masks the symptoms. The mainstay of treatment 
is really to get to the root of the problem by suppressing that overactive immune system and then decreasing the inflammation and the symptoms of arthritis. So these medications are called disease-modifying agents. Uh, there are several medications, both oral or injection, that are very effective to help control the symptoms, um, but they do require close monitoring. And the treatments overall are suppressive treatments. They're, so far, we don't have a cure for rheumatoid arthritis. Hopefully, we're getting close, but as of now, these treatments need to be taken usually in the long term. Um, the key to treatment and success is to start early within the first few months of, of symptoms. The sooner you get the symptoms under control, the less likely you are to have damage to the joints. And again, this is what we want to prevent and, and what we can with the current treatments we have available. So the medications usually will start um, an oral medication, something such as methotrexate is a common example. And there's a couple of other oral medications we can use, sometimes in combination, two or three together, that work in different ways to suppress that overactive immune system and the inflammation. If those don't work, we can go to stronger types of medications called biologics. And these are usually injection medications that interrupt the inflammatory process at more precise points. So in general, they make a bigger impact on the disease. And again, we have a few different types of medications to choose from now in this category, something like Enbrel or Humira are examples. And we have also a new medication that's similar to these biologics, but it's actually a pill version that targets inflammation from within the cell. That's called Zelgen. So we have a lot of options now, which is the important part, and that people are able to live normal, active, healthy lives without constant pain and swelling in the joints. And as I said, the medications don't need to be taken usually long-term and as directed if you stop the medication, the symptoms may all come back. So as of now, these are just suppressive therapies, not curative, but hopefully a lot of research is being done and hopefully we'll have that option in the future. Dr. Kenish, what do you tell patients when they hear on TV Trexol and Humira and Remicade and these sorts of medications, all the side effects that those commercials list, when they ask you about those and the fear of taking some of these medications, what do you tell them? Yeah, so we see a lot of commercials on TV nowadays for these medications, and they have to list all the potential side effects. And, of course, we go over with, the, with each patient the potential side effects, um, but again, these are only potential. Uh, most people do very well with these medications, and if they do get any side effects, mostly it's mild, something like stomach upset or rash or allergic reaction. The main potential side effects with all these medications are infection because they do suppress your immune system. So the important thing is just to know the potential side effects, and we go through that with all the patients, and then get medical attention if you think anything is going on. And we keep a close eye on our patients doing routine blood tests every few months and follow-up visits to make sure that we're not seeing any signs of side effects. And if we do, the medication can always be reduced on the dose or potentially changed to something else that they may tolerate better. So now tell us about living with RA, managing these symptoms that you're describing, how important do you think things like sleep and exercise, which can be good and bad in some respects for rheumatoid arthritis? So speak about living with and managing all of these symptoms. Yeah, so as I mentioned, it is a chronic disease, so people do have to live with it, and hopefully these medications can make the symptoms more tolerable, but there's a lot of things 
that people can do to help their day-to-day activities and make them more manageable. Um, definitely exercise is probably one of the most important parts of therapy, and we try to use a combination of medication therapy, as I discussed, and non-medication therapy. So exercise is definitely important for the non-medication therapy. Um, it's tailored to the person's functional abilities. If they're able to exercise on their own, we recommend things like lower impact, like walking, biking, elliptical machines, and stretching and strengthening exercises like yoga and Pilates. If they're not able to exercise on their own, physical therapy can be very helpful, targeting certain joints that are bothersome. And then there's things you can do at home for pain relief, like heat to aching joints, uh, topical pain creams. There's also alternative measures that sometimes can be tried, like acupuncture. This may help for pain. And it's definitely important to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So not smoking is very important because smoking has definitely been shown to increase the incidence of rheumatoid arthritis and make it worse in someone who already has rheumatoid arthritis. Also, as you mentioned, sleep is important. Fatigue can be an important symptom of rheumatoid arthritis. As I mentioned, it's a systemic disease, so you get a lot of other potential side effects, and fatigue is a main one with rheumatoid arthritis. So making sure you get enough sleep and know your limitations, take naps during the day if you have to, try not to do too much all at once and kind of know, know what you can tolerate and, and when you need to rest. Um, also, reducing stress has been shown to help disease. Stress can sometimes flare symptoms, so trying to have ways to reduce stress, like exercise, like a good social support, that's important as well. And a lot of people ask about what foods can they eat that may make rheumatoid arthritis better or worse. So there's no particular food that has been shown definitely to make symptoms go away or definitely make symptoms worse. It can be different in each patient. Um, so in general, we recommend eating healthy diet, low fat, low cholesterol, high in fruits, vegetables, antioxidants, something like a Mediterranean diet. Fish oil actually has been shown to have some anti-inflammatory properties and help potentially reduce some of the symptoms in rheumatoid arthritis, again, in combination with medication therapy. Um, but eating salmon a few times a week or taking a fish oil supplement may be uh, beneficial as well. And then there's other things that have been shown to have some anti-inflammatory properties like ginger or turmeric. And again, these are all healthy diet components, so you know they may help improve some symptoms and they probably won't hurt. But again, in combination with making sure the disease is under control, usually with medications, these things can be uh, helpful in addition. It's really great information. In just the last minute, Dr. Kenish, your best advice for living with rheumatoid arthritis? So definitely to follow up with a rheumatologist regularly, making sure the disease is under control with some type of medication therapy. And that's really key to long-term success is making sure symptoms are at bay or at a minimum. And then just trying to follow a healthy lifestyle, again, exercise is important, eating right, um, and just letting the doctor know if, there, if you think there's any issues with the medication or if your symptoms are getting worse. Other, We have so many medication options nowadays that we can try something else if your current regimen is not working. Thank you very much. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.